Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Hey there, it's Robert from The College Investor, and I am going to talk to you today about what does it exactly mean to be financially stable? Well, this question draws out as many answers as there are hues of colors in the rainbow. Financially stable means different things to different people. And especially now that we have entered a new year, there are a lot of us who have set goals on what our version of financial stability is. Additionally, if we are being completely honest, even when we do know what it means to be financially stable, getting started and getting there can seem like moving a mountain. So we're going to tackle a little bit about that today. But before we get technical, I decided to ask a few other bloggers and uh, you know money people what it means to be financially stable. And here's what they said. Um, Jumi from Good Naya Girl had this to say. She said, for me, being financially stable means I make enough money to cover all my bills and then have enough to cover any unexpected costs like a car breakdown without panicking and wondering where the extra cash will come from. Bay Simpson from Entrepreneur's Nook said, Becoming financially stable means that my family and I have all that we need to thrive now and in the future. By thrive, I mean beyond the basics. I want to have enough to cover things like vacation and educational expenses that will help my family and me live fuller and richer lives. And Queenette, who is a mom of three and a relationship blogger, said, Once my assets and investments, not my work income, can cover all of our family's living expenses each month plus the extra we are financially stable and fred a san diego local who's married with one kid chipped in and said becoming financially stable means being completely debt free being able to pay your monthly living expenses with extra money left over it means having the freedom to do whatever whenever without worrying so much about getting back home because you are going to get fired for taking more time off than you should have as you can see The answers varied, but a recurring theme in all of them is the idea of being able to cover the quote-unquote basics while having some money left over. But is that all? Depending on how you look at financial stability, I believe there are five major components to living financially free. Now, this isn't a rigid framework at all, but one that you can adapt to fit your own financial situation. And here is what the basic framework can look like. First off, you need to have all your basic needs met. And I'm talking financial needs, right? We're not talking relationships and love and all that, but your financial needs. So you can pay your bills monthly and you probably have an emergency fund um, left over, which is our next number two is have a buffer of money left over each month after your basic needs are met. And this could be any amount to start, but you know, I think between $500 and $800 on the low end is probably a safe place to be. Third, you need to have all your debt paid off. Student loans, credit card, car loans. You know, I will give you a pass on a mortgage, but honestly, you're shooting for that because you're making your monthly mortgage payments every month. Um, Any debt that you have is basically taking money away from your account each month. Um, 
You should be saving two to 5% of your income and you should be investing two to 5% of your income. And with both of those, you can get away with some things. So saving two to 5% of your income can probably come out of that little bit of money that's left over. And investing two to 5% of your income can come from things like a 401k and different things like that. So you don't necessarily have to um, have extra beyond that to be financially stable. And since... I, just like I was talking about, since we will have to retire at some point in time, if you are participating in a work-related 401k, this is even better for you because your employer match can help you go a long way to getting there. So the number one thing I always get told though when people hear about this is, but I don't make enough money. That's great. That's the problem that everybody has. So perhaps you're reading this and you're listening to this and you're thinking, you know, but I already have hardly enough to cover my basic needs, let alone a buffer, let alone an emergency fund, let alone paying extra towards my debt or saving more of my income. Well, you know what? You're not alone. So many people are in this same situation. And I am a big believer that the best thing that you can do is start side hustling and earning extra money. Now, that's not step one, though. Step one is you need to get organized. You need to know where your money is going. You need to see if you can trim any fat from it. Like, are you spending $200, $300, $400 a month on frivolous things that you don't need, on junk, on HBO, Netflix, and cable packages that you're not using? Um, are you still paying for home phone service when you only use your cell phones? Like, there's definitely ways that a lot of people can save and free up money to start hitting some of these things. Because your basic needs, when you think about them, are pretty slim. But then if your basic needs still are not helping you make enough money, you need to start side hustling and earning more money because money is the key to becoming financially stable and then later on financially independent. Now we have talked extensively about side hustles and side businesses. I started this whole college investor project as a side hustle. I've sold stuff on eBay. I've done tons and tons of different side hustles over time. And we've talked about it. You can find them on the blog. You can go to the collegeinvestor.com slash episode 41, and you can see some links that we have to give you some ideas. But you know, drive for Uber, drive for Lyft, rent out a spare bedroom, start freelancing, uh, start selling stuff you own. When was the last time you looked in your closet? Do you have designer clothes? Do you still have DVDs? If you still have DVDs, you need to be selling that stuff, man. I guarantee you're not watching those every single day. Like, get rid of it. Sell it like there is so much that you can do to make extra money and you know it goes a long way the other thing you can do it's january you know a lot of us are going to be coming up on like annual reviews uh different things like that think about negotiating a higher salary at your job maybe it's time to sit down with your boss and say hey here's what i'm contributing to the business here's what other people are at i think we need to discuss how we can get me to another level of pay there's definitely things that you can do to boost your money. The next thing you can do is really focus on paying off that debt, right? Because paying off debt is the best way beyond earning extra money to free up money in your budget. Like debt payments just like suck money right out. They just suck it off the top. And it just gives you less and less that you have to operate to achieve your goals. So look at how you can make an extra payment. One of the simple ways that I think people can make an extra payment every year is making bi-weekly payments on your debt. 
Because by making that bi-weekly payment, you're going to get two extra payments in the whole year. And those two extra payments can go a long way to getting out of your debt so much faster. Um, you know, you don't think it makes a difference, um, but it really does. Like you can see huge you can see huge impacts in your debt if you start making a bi-weekly mortgage payment. You can pay off the debt almost four years sooner if you have a 30-year mortgage simply by making payments every two weeks instead of making payments every month. Finally, really think about how to boost your savings and your investments. So this is how you can start generating passive income, right? So I'm a big believer in you take your active income, which is your job, maybe your side hustle, and you start taking that excess that we talked about and putting it into things that will earn you passive income. Savings is the first, and then investments is the second. So you know how can you start building a habit of saving and investing now? A lot of us do it through our work 401ks or 403bs, because our employer will give you free money to do it. Most employers will match 3%, 5% of money that you put into your 401k. So, you know, just think about that. If you put 5% in, your employer is giving you a 5% raise right into your 401k, free money. So, that will really go a long way to helping you become more financially stable because you're able to check off that box that you are investing for the future. So, Final thought here is that the new year is a great place to start with a goal of becoming financially stable and then eventually financially free. It doesn't matter how many financial mistakes you've made in the past. Honestly, everyone's made mistakes along the way. But every day is an opportunity to start over again. And the new year is also a really great time to just push the reset button and really start thinking about the future. So you guys know my five thoughts there. The basic framework, Basic needs, basically making all your monthly bills, having a buffer, paying off your debt, saving two to 5% of your income, investing two to 5% of your income. When you check all five of those boxes, I will call you financially stable. And if you're not there yet, let's see if you can make that happen this year in 2018. I would love to hear your thoughts. Let me know what you think of my financial stability framework. If you're financially stable, I'd love to hear it. If you're not, share what's going on, what's holding you back. Let's see if we can help each other in this community. Um, you can go to thecollegeinvestor.com slash episode 40, uh, 41, excuse me, so collegeinvestor.com slash episode 41, and uh, you can get all the links that we talked about for side hustles. You can leave a comment, and um, I would love to know. All right, guys, thank you very much, and I will talk to you next time.